Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Senator Susan McDonald joins us uh, for her weekly spot on a Friday. Senator, good morning. How are you? Oh, Ben, I am um, I'm terrific, actually. It, it's been a really sad week, you know, watching all the commemorations for the Queen to see the new King Charles uh, being inaugurated. But it's, it's, uh, it's been a sad week. And, um, and of course, Parliament was cancelled this week. That doesn't mean that it means uh, we're all sitting on our thumbs. It just means that we're not in Parliament. So, But, yeah, interesting times, historic times, Ben. We have got so many dramas going on um, in this state, and I just want to touch on this to start off with. I, I will preface this by saying that the fact that, that you aren't in the top 50 most powerful people in Queensland is beyond me. Um, there's also the fact that Anastasia Palaszczuk's boyfriend made it to 23, which is almost laughable. But one area of it that I did think was legitimate was that the most powerful person in this state in the views of the people that wrote this list through News Limited is Gary Bullock. Now, he's the head of the union that represents 150,000. He's the state secretary and national political uh, director of the United Workers' Union. Now, he's a unfamiliar face, but he's the reason and he pulls all of the Labor government strings. So they are represent 150,000 workers in hospitality, ambulance, health, manufacturing, tourism, supermarkets, education, like early teacher educators, cleaning, aged care, call centres, logistics. But he's so powerful, he's bankrolled so many people and he bankrolled Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk to get into the election. Now... That kind of power from one person would explain a lot because next week we have poor poor employees, uh, poor employers having to pay $60 an hour on Thursday because we've got a public holiday um, to mourn, mourn the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Now, she's been an unbelievable servant and, and for whatever reason. But there's no consultation. There's no thought process. There's no in any way discussion. They just make rules on the hop and um, we are dead set run by unions in this state, which is a very, very scary predicament to be in. Oh, it is It is um, really bringing uh, uh, construction projects and small businesses to their knees. Uh, just on the public holiday, I've, I've had another small business operator yesterday who asked me, was it true that there would be another day off next week? She said she has um, uh, at least three employees off at any time due to COVID or other other things, permanent staff that she's paying. Uh, she herself is working uh, seven days a week up to midnight every night to fulfil the work that's coming in the door. Uh, and then she just started crying. She said, I cannot keep going um, with uh, the workforce shortage and now to have a, a government that doesn't understand putting in more public holidays. There's no commemoration services on the 22nd. Uh, this is not about giving people time to mourn the Queen. This is about Labor just making sure that they look good for voters. And this kind of populist politics uh, is what brings countries to its knees because small business operators have uh, workforce shortages, uh, more public holidays, we're up to nine and a half. Uh, the federal Labor government is about to bring in another 10 days paid leave a year for domestic violence. Now, nobody wants to see domestic violence, but why is it the small business operator's problem to pay for it? Uh, the latest thing the unions are pushing is to reduce the working week to 32 hours without cutting pay. Uh, and, uh, and we know that construction projects in Queensland, because the unions have insisted that 
there'd be additional EBA uh, allowances in, in contracts. Big companies are now saying they're not going to bid on, on projects, uh, construction projects, because the cost blowouts are just crippling them. They end up making no money and, and jeopardising whether or not their business is profitable and they can go ahead. So, you know, we have, we have allowed uh, this mantra of making things better for employees, which is great. Everybody wants to work in a good situation, but you are paid to do something to uh, make money for a business so that it stays in business, all the staff can be paid, and the business owner makes a profit. That's, that's, that's okay. That's what businesses are there for, um, is to get a return for risk. And, and this, this government, uh, both state and federal, they don't understand that. I don't think any of the cabinet members uh, and many of the backbenchers have ever run a business. They don't know that how skinny the margins are with the increase in electricity costs that are coming from the increase in, uh, in these emission reduction targets. Uh, we're going to see businesses find it harder and harder, and that's, that, that's very concerning. Yeah, it certainly is. In the biggest housing crisis Queensland's ever seen, the last thing Queenslanders need is a government uh, blind to the consequences of a new renters tax. Now, this is how it's explained, right? Land tax is so simple. They put a higher property tax on so less people come and invest. You do not want the, – all the rights are in the tenant's favour now, right? Less rental property so the rents go higher because there's less and there's demand. It doesn't make sense. It is, it is that simple, yet this government in this state – the housing crisis is not only in the metropolitan areas, it is everywhere. Everywhere in Queensland has a housing crisis, yet they do not want to know about it. They just want to put more tax on more tax to try and hide it, and we're seeing what they're doing. They got a they not they got the um, Oki and all that through there, and they made sure that that was absolutely buried on a Friday afternoon, right? Great work, great work. But I can tell you what they haven't done. They're not approving anything at the moment um, in your neck of the woods in Northern Australia. They don't want to know about that. They're throwing shade everywhere and they're just putting the taxes. It is just diabolical. Yeah, well, this is a government that is um, out of ideas and, and mostly because they've never had to come up with a good idea themselves. They wait for the unions, Gary Bullock and others, to tell them what to do next. They've never run a business. They've never had to solve a problem by using innovation and ideas, not just taxing people. And in Queensland, whether it be the increase in royalty rates, the increase in uh, land taxes, uh, this is a government that seems determined to slow Queensland's economy and make sure that it sounds great, sounds populist, giving back to the people. But, you know, Garrick Bullock is the head of the... Um, as the ambulance workers' union, I mean these are uh, these are the, the people who've demanded standards of work, which means they don't have to be rostered on for weekend shifts and overtime shifts. These are the sort of issues that are leading to hospital and ambulance ramping. Uh, so, uh, you know, there there is a very one-sided argument about uh, improving uh, conditions about. Um, you know, increasing taxes for the betterment of all. But what they don't understand that uh, an increased tax um, is still, if it's if you tax it on nothing, it's still nothing. In the 1950s and 60s, Queensland became a powerhouse by reducing taxes, by making it more competitive 
with the other states. Removing death taxes was the big one. Uh, but it allowed, it attracted people and investment and dollars into the state. And then we grew. We grew agricultural investment, mining investment, tourism investment. We built iconic buildings uh, to for the arts, uh, all sorts of things. But it allowed Queensland to grow and generate more taxes and more royalties, which is that's how you build something. Uh, but I'm very concerned that Queensland is making itself so uncompetitive under this Labor government that, you know, we're actually removing opportunities for ourselves and for our kids and grandkids. And that, that makes no sense at all to me. I think we should be angry. We should be asking more questions. And you're right, this ha- the land tax is adding to the housing crisis. The Premier's going to have a round table, but industry groups are demanding that it not be another talk fest that we actually start seeing incentives for councils, you know, money for headworks to allow them to open up more land. Uh, and the Greens, who are demanding one million new houses built, block every development wow. because it involves cutting down a tree. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've got to start talking about what's the practical uh, measures that you need to build houses, and that, that's finance, it's dollars, uh, it's environmental approvals, um, and it's not taxing people who want to buy property and build property in this state. Susan McDonald, our guest this morning on Rural Queensland Today. We'll take a break, come back with more.